that I feel like when it comes to stuff like this, they got the code of the streets fucked up. For those who, who enjoyed the prelude, because this was fantastic, welcome to another edition of the Ferrell's Club podcast. This is your ECP. Meanie Mean the Dream. Hey, man. You already know what the shirts say. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my brother B. Smith and his daughter for the lovely design. Um, this episode, uh, we're going to get into some heavy topics, but I want to start off by just shouting out all my brothers. I'm going to make it real quick. I got my I got my cousin on the West Coast, Gino. I'm in the building. I got my man down in Florida. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna say where, but he in Florida. Nas. I got my homies in the YOYO, Ohio. You know what I'm saying? I got in the CO, my man Feezy. And in the nasty natty, my man Low. And finally bringing up the rear, my man up the street from me. I ain't gonna tell you no locations like that because he don't need to, you know, he don't need to know all that. My boy, Young Dell. Peace and love. Boy. Peace and love. So, man, we got a lot of stuff to go over, man. Because outside of the sports talk, we can we can go all night with that. We got more serious issues in this country. First of all, our our uh, occupant in the White House, and I'll be politically correct in saying that. And for those who haven't seen that interview with uh, the Axios interview, if you're not familiar with, it was very troubling because if you haven't been around or not awake. Um, we're going through a pandemic and we're still in the pandemic and we're still uh, on semi lockdown and we don't know who's telling the truth. <laughs> we don't know who's lying. So, I mean, um, I'll just give my two cents on the interview, man. It, it wasn't nothing new, but it was very, very troubling. Uh, the, the, the interview was basically, I, I, I don't understand why he did the interview because obviously he wasn't, coached which he's never coached to even talk in a formal interview but uh my man john uh correct me what's what's john's last name again the english guy i forget his name well we'll just call him john just call john him. was probably the first interviewer that gave him challenging questions and did not allow him to wiggle out which i appreciated but the answers that were received and that was presented was horrible in my opinion so I mean, hey, I'm just gonna leave it out, man. Y'all can y'all can chime in on that if y'all want, but it was very disturbing to me. It actually scared me even more. Man, I I I'll jump in. Uh, what I took away, it was very disturbing to me, and I've I've I never I, I've never uh like listened to like Trump like a like a full speech, but I was hearing so many sound bites. I was like, you know what? Let me check this shit out. So I listened to it and it just just validates everything that you thought about him, like just how he's winging it, how he don't give a shit, all of that. Like it, I was I was deeply troubled by hearing that. Like it, it's just it, I, I knew we was bad, but we really bad. And <laughs> the thing that the one thing that I can say that I took playing devil's advocate. One thing that I would take away from that is that Trump is a businessman. Like, that's it. I mean, I, I think to just just giving him the benefit of the doubt, 
I and a bad businessman at that. A, yeah, terrible, terrible. But you know, like he does things in black and white, and I, I don't mean like black and Caucasian. I mean like it's no gray. You know what I mean? Like it's he is is black and white, just straight like business. You know, so when he said. You know, it is what it is. Oh, hey, thank you, thank you. Oh my God, that was the quotable. He had, a, he had the worst quotable ever in an interview. It is what it is. They're like, it's 150 people dying. The thousand people. It is dying. what it is. It is what it is. I said in business, but in, in business, you kind of have to be unfiltered like that. So you know, like I, I understand it from a business perspective, but you can't be tone deaf when you talk when you're leading the country and like people's relatives is dying. They don't want to hear no fucking. It is what it is, but you know, it, it, it just validated that uh, to me, man. This dude is a straight. It's, it's all business with him. He's unfiltered, and uh, he deflected every question, like everything. He deflected everything, man. Like man, not just, just deflection, though, Dale. The dude ooh. be outright lying, like. Like they're calling our Ooh. president out on in national on national television for lying, like blatantly lying. Man, but like, and this is like this is this is because he's a businessman. He's trying to de- he was trying to de- he he was deflecting and trying to redirect because just like a salesman, like he's trying to just 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 distract you and sell you some shit. That's right. all it was, and and that's what I took from it. Like I I I I wasn't look, looking into you know the the politics of it. I was just trying to see personality wise what this dude is like and he, he's straight business like hey man hey hey what, what y'all for those who seen the interview what y'all think about them charts he was putting up <laughs> they the charts that my son be looking at and he in the first grade i mean i don't mean to laugh man yes, but sir. he kept handing my man the chart like look it's funny look. I, I mean like, like they have to dumb down this information to the point where he is literally pulling out baby charts to show him, I mean, like he's got a, and he still can't read them. He over there fumbling over them charts like a first grade. I'm telling you, this is this is insanity that we're dealing with right now. This is unprecedented insanity that we are we are living in a really unprecedented time. Really and this is. is a dude who is supposed to be the leader of the free world, who is almost has the mind of a child. It wasn't surprising to me. I, I, I took a whole different way. Uh well obviously it's like everything you guys are saying uh I felt a different way but do y'all realize <laughs> as crazy as this is this has been going on for four years <laughs> right <laughs> like, they, like that, that's what that's what screwed me up it's like hold on man <laughs> like listen this has been our, our leader for four years and hey it's a lot I, of people blood in their hands too low man it's it's man but. He don't, that's fine. He has blood, a lot of blood on his hands, but it doesn't bother him. Um, but I, I guess I, I felt, I felt it's like, man, what, what, where do we, where, what, what did I do wrong that this man has been doing this for four years? And even he gets elected again or does it, we're going to still feel the effects of this for another four to six years. You know what I mean? Like, this is like, he was up there just like, I mean, who was preparing them? I, I thought you supposed to have like somebody like your uh your coach. Nobody can. Nobody can prepare. 
Yeah, he, he don't listen to, to nobody, bro. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, listen yeah. to him. Right. So, so that's what I'm saying. So when he goes in and making these deals with, you know, China, with, you know, tariffs, all this stuff, is he just like, fuck it. Like, I, I'm listening to you guys. I'm going to do this because it feels right. Like, what else is he screwed up in this world? Like, I mean, seriously. That we don't know about. Right. I'm scared. Hey, look. And and the key thing is when he hear a fact, like the other day, he walked straight out the press conference. He he ends them joints quick. <laughs> he be like, but president, you said blah, blah, blah. They, he be like, uh, thanks for the questions. I'm out uh, I'll see y'all tomorrow. He be walking out, dog. Be like, wow. I mean, he is a he is a threat to our national security. He is low, the low, major. Low timed it early, early on, man. And I mean, it you know we laugh and joke when he say it, but. I really think this dude is basically winging it. He he's been winging it for like four years, just not over. I mean, just overmatched. Because uh, well, he never wanted like to be wise. in that position in the first place. Every yeah, like this is not. And and he never wanted was, to win this election. Like, I you know I you know I know some people that that support him, and. I'd be one, you know, I ask, we have conversations like, what do you, like, I don't, I don't understand, like, what do you, what can you be pleased about? You know what I'm saying? Like, when you look at the in totality of what's going on. So it, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. But it's more of the same. It's more of the same for me. So when I, when he does these antics and says things, I'm numb to it. It's like, that's what he's been doing. Like, like Lo said for four years, man, like four years. Listen, no, they, you, you try to you try to the presidency. The presidency always has a trickle down effect years after the last oh, uh, president was in office, you know, and that so that that ripples. And then not only that, he got incompetent people in important roles, not just him, you know, important issues of the, of the country, the way it's run. He got some people that aren't so intelligent at them roles that's calling the shots, you yeah. know. We got Ben Carson uh, running hood. No, nah, man. Uh, no, that no, no, that dude that was on CNN like two weeks ago, uh, Peter Navarro. I was like, oh, this cat, man. He was he was going he was going so so hard for uh, the, what's the little? I guess the um, the hydrochloroquine. Uh, hydrochloroquine. Yeah, he he was going so hard for that, and he was like laughing about it, like it was a joke. I'm like, bruh. Come on, man! You can't be joking when we talk about people's lives and trying to, you know, find a cure. Like this dude was tripping, man. I'm like, man, if you got guys like that around you, <laughs> it's all bad, man. You know what I'm saying? Listen, so I got I got another sound bite. So and let me tell y'all, from somebody who does data analytics, you can make data present whatever you want it to look, whatever you want to support, <laughs> right? The second you are fucked is when somebody challenges, you know, like what you're presenting. Yep. And that's what the dude did. So the dude was he uh, when, when Trump pulled up the charts, he was like, yeah, we're, we're actually leading. We're number one in deaths uh, uh, by by uh, by by population. And the dude was like, well, no, he was like, why are we doing it by cases? And Trump said. We can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
I mean, we don't mean to laugh, audience, man. But you're it, right. I'm sorry. I'm I laughing mean, at Trump. Yeah, I'm not laughing at. Matter, but yeah, you're man. absolutely right. But he's wing. This is bad, dog. Like, he, hey, hold on. Hey, who, who gonna do dudes mean? He's he get mean now, right? Oh, <laughs> yes, uh, hell yeah, man. Hey, I use it. I use it, bro. Yes, man, the one he got. <laughs> and he the looking paper, at he that like, paper. He looking like, what the? Fuck what is he talking about? But yeah, so hey, hey, continuing on, man. Like, so now, I mean, and this is sad to say. Um, we got a lot of people that are unemployed, a lot of people that need financial assistance from the government, a lot of people that are that that just need money, period, right? Because everybody's not blessed to have the, the financial resources or, you know, to have a stable job that they, they're able to telework and just have a workaround to their every day. And we still still have over 20, 25 million people unemployed. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, it may be more than that. I may be quoting it wrong, but we have a a a, a trough of people. <laughs> that are not working people man and the the and i'm not gonna just gonna blame this on 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 uh the occupant of the office i mean congress got got some issues with this too i mean these stimulus checks i'm hearing well i mean it's already expired that the 600 uh for unemployment is, is not available uh they were trying to work out a deal with these last couple of weeks and they still haven't worked out a deal i, I just need thoughts man like didn't he just sign something for four hundred more dollars? Getting four hundred now. Four hundred more. He but I mean, executive. what? What? And and, and and that's my he question. Just signed I mean, that yesterday, I think. Yeah, I, I, yeah. And my thing is, I'm like, how you gonna go from giving people six hundred, and that, and that's not even enough in, in certain states to, to even survive, and then you cutting two hundred off? I mean, that's that's ludicrous, man. And, and then and then on on another note, and I'll let y'all chime in. I mean. This money is not even going to the people who really need it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 it just, it just, man, it pisses me off that, you know, we got some of these small businesses that really need this stuff, need this money. But yeah, we get major corporations and banks. I mean, they getting, they getting broke off checks at will. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, what, what's your thoughts on that, man? I, I mean, it's, that's crazy. Man, I feel like, you know, it's just a, a Band-Aid on a bullet wound for me. You know, I think that they obviously know that everybody can't get back to work, especially now the schools, most of the schools, a lot of the schools in the country are going to you know, 100% online. Um, you know, you got parents who aren't going to be able to get back to work the way that they want to. And so this is just kind of like another just Band-Aid, man. It's, it's not going to help. It's, you know, it's going to be something that people get. But it's not gonna it's not gonna help the the foundation of what people need to kind of get through this. And the small business, the small businesses are the ones that are gonna really suffer. Like this this thing is gonna last, like you said, the ripple effect of all of this lasts for years. And the only ones that are gonna be able to make it out of this, most of them are gonna be the big conglomerates or the people who start new businesses from here on out. But the people who have businesses or have businesses. Those people are suffering, man. They, they, you know, they, they, they going through it. And then you, you know, it bothers me a little bit too that you see some of these stories about, you know, these small business owners who's stealing the money, you know, taking it and buying cars and, you know, I mean, not giving it to the employees and stuff like that, man. It's just, you know, when I think we talked about before, whenever like crises hit, man, it's always a time for the, the pirates to come out. To, to, you know, try to pillage and do whatever they can to get what they can from, from people in these times of need. Um, I think we but, heard but about... Then, there, then ahead, there's... Jay. But nah, but then there's those people that 
that are depending on that money too to come. You know, they're looking forward to that money and it's needed. You know, you may not, they may not make the headlines like you said at the business on the business level and everything, but it's some people out there depending on that money, you know, and, and are literally living off that money. I mean, you can say what you want about that, but it is. And that's what, you know, my angle from what you said mean about him cutting the $200, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like if they was depending on that, then you, you cut it. It's like, all right, but I think it's some, it's, it's some people out there that's really depending on that money. So hey, I'm, I'm gonna add, I'm gonna add to that, man. I was watching, um, I was watching, I think CNC, uh, CNBC, and it was an economist on there, and they was just like, this stimulus money and this stimulus packages that they've been passing, and and low be saying it all the time, like, man, somebody got to be lying, cause where the fuck are we getting all this money from, man? We've been cutting checks, like we've just been cutting money, right? So it, it's basically waking up, folks you know, on, on, on Capitol Hill and just economists in general to show you that the American quality of life is so fucked up. Think about this, man. It's some people from the stimulus package that was act, that's actually living better than they was before. You that's see what I'm saying? saying? And then adversely, you got some people that, you know, they've been living so good, you know, outside of the stimulus package and now they have to take the stimulus package and now they can't survive. So, that just shows you the financial inequality that we have in our nation, which is supposed to be the best economy in the world. You know, the richest, one of the richest countries. I mean, we're in the world. We're the global powerhouse for financial markets and everything. And how, you know, our own citizens, we pay all these taxes that our quality of life is, is just fucked up. It's, it's so unfair. I mean, what do y'all think about that? I mean, that's crazy. I mean, uh, I couldn't imagine living off $600 a week. That's crazy. Well, well, first thing is, I mean, my my, my issue and my uh, dilemma and, you know, something, I, something I, I, I've been asking questions about from day one is, we talk about, Nash, uh, you talk about, uh, you know, uh, small businesses I'm saying get, get, get funded. I thought a small business was, was like a barbershop, a nail salon, uh, the, 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 the chicken chicken window, you know, down the street, you know, or, or little pony keg or something like that, a little in-and-out store. Because to find out, a small business is, you know, hell, uh, corporate corporate uh, businesses, you know, what's it, steak and, uh, what is it, the Shake Shacks? And the Lakers. Lakers is a small business. Yeah, yeah. Yep. that's what I'm According saying. To the so, classification, yeah, yeah, under yeah, 500. Yeah. So, so Catholic like, Church, yeah. low Catholic Church got a Catholic Church a, 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 a dollars off of this. Oh man, shit, so, Bank of America. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Wait, it, it, so first off, if we're giving millions of dollars to these small businesses, I mean, that, then who's who's the little businesses? You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> big business. I mean, like, I, I, I like, I'm just. I don't get it. I mean, maybe obviously, you know what I mean? I, I don't took a finance class or anything, but when, when I hear small business, I, I'm thinking of, of the corner store. I mean, the people, you know. Right. Mom and plumbing, pop joints. Mom and pop. Right. Yeah, the mom and pop. Like the plumbing. Uh, right. Uh, the shop down the street. So right there, that's the first fucked up shit we got going on in our economy in, in, in America. Yeah. So, hey, so look, Lo, I got I, I to gotta throw this out here, man. I got to throw this out here. Y'all ain't going to like when I say it. 
But when I heard it, I was like, that's fucked up. For, for, for those who support Yeezy and Yeezy shoes, he got bailed out because apparently, according to the classification, yeah. some of the people that design his shoes, manufacture his shoes, fell under that classification for small business. But it don't make sense if everybody's standing in line or, or hype beasting to pay five, $600 for a pair of Yeezys, how is he getting bailed out by the government for uh, under the small business stimulus package? That that shit don't make no sense. That's what loopholes. Yeah, I mean, well, and, and that, well, we and, and we'll talk about that later. But yeah, but, but that's my problem. So uh, what I was getting to. So, so that's my frustration. These people who I know who get, who, get, who has you know who who can who can afford to take a hit during a pandemic. You know, but now we're taking uh, uh, Gladys around the corner. Who who's dependent on six hundred bucks, you right. know, a month? It was really helping her out to keep her water, electricity, because right. she has her grandbabies, you know. And now that two hundred dollars a week—that's eight hundred dollars a month that she, she's losing now. She yep. thought that money was coming in. That's eight hundred dollars a month. That two hundred dollars is eight hundred dollars a month. But yet we have eight million to give to the easy, to the easy people. And yeah. I mean, all, all the corporations, real corporations. So we have to define first, we'll define on what's small business and who needs this money for real. Because, I mean, the stipulations are okay, you make over, you know what I mean, 100K a year, you, you don't get this money or whatever. But at the end of the day, people who make over 100K a year, they still have spending habits uh, like we were in the pandemic. So, how right. can you define? Who gets money and who doesn't? Is hey, it low. Do it. Take care of the people who we need to take care of. Low, check this out. This is this is how this is how the wealthy deal with with loopholes. The Associated Press analysis found that a special exemption to the 500 employee cap set to the stage for approval of at least 1.4 billion dollars for groups affiliated with the Roman Catholic Church. The Roman Catholic Church got almost a billion dollars from this stimulus. They based off of loopholes. What they finagled? They were how much money did they pay in 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 those in those settlements to those families for all of those all of those molestations and rapes and all of that stuff that they covered up? They just got that money right back. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. I I, I, I just watched uh, Doubt today too. It's funny you say that. I just watched uh, the movie Doubt. Was about that shit. It'll be on HBO. Check it out. It's 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 big business, right, man? Big business like a mug, man. You already know. <laughs> Big goddamn business, man. So look, um, I, I got a. Hey, so Michelle Obama, man, I, I really wanted to talk about this. Michelle Obama came out candidly about how um, during this pandemic, her, um, I guess her mental state, mental awareness and, and her psyche has been challenged since, since the pandemic. Uh, she actually admitted to, um, I guess, some, some form of depression and anxiety and, and things of that such. And my question to you guys is, um, you know, to state the obvious, the pandemic that we in, the, the new pandemic is, is mental health and awareness um, for, I guess, for, I, I wouldn't even put it in a classification of people, for everybody. I mean, from children on up to, to the elderly folk. I mean, is, is this going to be our new wave of a pandemic? Because uh, from you know, I know uh, depression it has been going up. Um, I know a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people have been wanting therapy. Just Suicide to get the stuff has gone up. Chef. 
suicides are going up. So, I mean, how do y'all feel about that? I mean, and, and again, you can ask it in a way of you can just, you can be self-candid, talk about how it's affecting you in your household or, you know, however you want to discuss it. But I know uh, for me, me and my wife, we've been trying, we've been trying to find activities just to keep us busy, you know, and we try to do a lot of fun stuff together. But I mean, over a period of time, man, not saying we get tired of each other, but the mental psyche of not being able to do certain things that we were used to doing. Hashtag happy hour killers low. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it, it comes down to, like I said, with this being human and the way we are. And then, like I said, even in this society, we're not used to being shut down, can't go nowhere, can't do nothing. We're not, you know, we're not programmed just in, within us. And I'm speaking, obviously there's some individuals that can do it, but as a whole, generally speaking, nah, it's, it's too difficult. You know, when you got seasons changing and, you know, then you throw in people's serious uh, level to where they view uh, COVID-19, you know, cause there are some that are like, you know, I'm not, whatever, you know, I'm good. I'm, I'm straight. I don't, I don't really think about it to those who are, you know, who you may say they're over the top with it, but so you got and everybody in the middle. So if stuff is open up, there's going to be a large amount of people that are just going to go about the way that things are like, Hey, and I mean, that's just the way that it is, you know? And, uh, I mean, me personally, I shut down for the most part. I, I made a lot of changes and everything. So, you know, when everybody is thinking about it, you got to see where your comfort level is and then go about your business. So. I'll piggyback off of that. Um, I don't, and I'm just speaking candidly with my experience. Uh, my mental health isn't challenged so much from depressed and being in the house my uh biggest issue right now is the anxiety of dealing with where have you been you know people want to come over my house uh i can't tell you how crazy i sound because nobody none of us have facts right like none of us can say can pinpoint exactly when and how somebody contracts it you know, so when I have visitors who wants to come over to my house, uh, you know, I can't just take their word that they've been quarantining. And since I can't take their word, I have to try and justify why they aren't allowed in my house. And then I sound crazy. But then if I make an exception and I let somebody in my house, then I'm just like, oh, fuck. You went to the gym the other day? Oh, fuck. You know, I'm, I'm about to be down for another 14 days so the the anxiety in that is 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 insane and and to actually keep it a hundred with you um i ain't gonna say my cousin's name but uh one of my relatives was planning to come up here um for the march in a couple weeks and uh you know like I, i was just hearing people back home a lot of people man a lot of people from back home are uh are catching the virus and you know just anxiety is just fucking with me i got my mom up here now she's elderly you know my kids are back in daycare so you know i I told her that she was good to come down here and and crash at my place for the march and you know anxiety kicking in i had to call her and i was just like yo cuz you know what i'm saying like change of plans like 
I'm sounding crazy trying to explain to her why she can't come anymore, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, I broke it down. She accepted it. And two days later, calls me and she got the virus, you know. So, yeah. So and, and that is shit like that that doesn't help my anxiety. It, it just makes it that much worse. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, what if I had to let, let, let uh, Cuzzo into my crib? You know, my mom is here. My kids is here. Like, and so that thought is just always going to be circulating in my mind. Now it's just like, okay, off limits. Ain't nobody coming over to the crib no more. You know, so that personally, that's how, that's what I'm struggling right now. Uh, my anxiety is just haywire. Like, it's, it's, it's fucked up. And I'm going to, I'm actually uh, uh, going to uh, uh, reach out and, and get some therapy. And, and, and oh, I was going to ask you that. I was, that was my next question. How many of y'all yeah, are willing to just sit down with somebody and get, and get some get some stuff off your chest. Thousand percent, thousand percent. Because I this is I've already had my own cases of anxiety before. Just and this is before I, I've read up on anxiety and not fully understanding what anxiety is. But but now that I've uh, uh, now that I'm aware, I'm, I'm, come on, I'm ready. Like I'm ready to talk to somebody and get this shit. Get this. Shit and I mean, I ain't gonna lie. Like a few few years ago. I knew somebody that suffered from anxiety and I ain't gonna lie. When that was first presented to me, I was like, you know, some of the things were what made them anxious. You, you can't understand. So you're like, come on, like, you know, just relax, calm down, you know, but now since then there's more and more people that are coming out about anxiety specifically, you know, um, out of all issues that you could have. And, I mean, it's a real thing, and it's it's probably people that probably didn't have it that have developed it now. And again, that goes back to what I was saying about being being in the house and not being able to do what you want to do because that could cause that because right. you're in the house all the time or you're just not used to that. You're a person that's maybe outside. I always say, like, man, the extroverts are struggling out here because we can't be social, you know. So, but again, <laughs> you gotta. I don't know. It's it's so weird because everybody views it so differently, man. And that's why, Jay, I, I think that's why it's uh, important that in this time, people can't get in their feelings about stuff like this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. I've been talking to my, my you know, my wife and, and friends and just like, look, man, this is so unprecedented. People, you, you don't know where people stand with some of this. You know, you know, right. some of you guys, I mean, we, I mean, I think even I mean admitted, uh, you know, some cast ago. That until you get a vaccine or something, you can't come to his crib. You can't you can't be in the house unless he unless you mom or dad and maybe not even them. But like you mm -hmm. know, it, everybody feels different about it, and you can't be in your feelings about that shit because right because it's it's just it's everybody has the right to to feel the way that they feel. One because nobody fucking knows. No, ain't, ain't nobody gonna protect nobody you. knows. Nobody you know gonna saying? be there with your family when they're in the hospital. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can't be in the you can't be there. I can't be you know there. what I mean? You right. can't even be there in the in the hospital with your family because of COVID. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, if you get sick, you know, you might be able to have your wife come see you, but they ain't no ain't no multiple people. Nah, they they the they're assigning you a nurse. They just assign you a nurse. So people in there sick by themselves dealing with all of this stuff. And so, so you know, miss, it, me, it, miss me with your feelings about my how I protect my family. Right, exactly. Right. And 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 that's my thing. Like you, you, everybody should be very um, understanding of how somebody. It everybody needs to be honest, though. You know what I'm saying? Just be honest with somebody. Like the way that you came at your cousin Dale, I respect that, man. Like 
you you know you like you have to just tell somebody if you don't feel un- if you feel uncomfortable with this kind of thing but it is it's you know everybody feels different i told my wife i said i don't know you know i want to invite a couple people over for you know an outside event but like i don't know how they feel about it and if they turn you down do you know you know that they turning you down because they just feel some kind of way about COVID, or because they can't make it, or what is it? You know what I mean. And so this is gonna be um, like uncharted territory for all of us moving forward. Yeah. You know, just trying to get together for birthdays, or trying to invite somebody over for a little. I'm gonna have ten people over, and then somebody like, eh, nah, man, I appreciate you inviting me, but I ain't comfortable. I ain't comfortable coming. And, you know, I know that you do this. I know that you do that. My wife is a doctor, so I get it. You don't feel comfortable coming around because you think she might have been exposed. That's your right, man. I'm going to love you regardless. I ain't tripping on that. Like, you can't trip in this era on that right there. As far as my mental health, um, I, can, I'm a, I am more of an extrovert, I think, than an introvert. So I love going out. I love meeting mm-hmm. new people, cultivating relationships. And, and, and people watching and all of that. That's my, that's my release. That's my therapy. And it's definitely been difficult for me to be inside, you know, and even being in Florida, you know, we can be outside a lot more often and, and we have that kind of atmosphere, but it's still being inside. You're still in a bubble. You know what I mean? I don't do, I haven't done anything that I really wanted to do in the last six months. And, and, so it's, let, and it so, is difficult. So, so let me ask y'all this, since I'm the only, only brother here w- without any children, I do have godchildren and, and nephews and nieces. Um, what's the impact on the kids? I mean, and, and, we'll, and we'll get into the school conversation right after right, this, right. but how, let how me is jump, this? Let in- me just finish. Let me finish that, okay. uh, I mean, because, because go ahead, go ahead. I just asked, you know, I just talked to my sons uh, two days ago. And again, we in Florida, weather is usually, you know, nice most days. But I noticed that they weren't going outside as much, like, during the week. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we would be outside all the time, you know, when it first started. But I, and I told them, I said, like, I noticed you guys don't ask to go outside as often. And I think, you know, I just noticed as a, you know, as a social worker, per, per, you know, you just know. Like, I know that they are being affected in a way. They have a good life, and there's nothing that they don't want for. So, they, you know, they're in a special place. But... I also know that they still kids. You know, you see the kid that you just played with two months ago, and now he's riding his bike down the street, and you can't even talk to him. And they, you know what I mean? They like, Mikey right there. Like, why can't I talk to Mikey? And I'm like, the pan, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, Mikey's parents might not want him to come over here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, Mikey's parents don't want him associating with people because of the COVID. And we got to respect that. And I don't really want you just playing with anybody. So, it becomes very complicated, but they, I, there's definitely some effect there um, because I noticed that they didn't, they always want to go outside and they just haven't been wanting to do that lately. So I told them, I said, listen, man, next week, every day we going out, we doing, you know what I mean? We going to do it. We just going to make it a part of the every day, whether you like it or not. It just has to be because they need to understand that we got to forge through this. Yeah. I mean, so, <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so the question was mental health on this. Yeah, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm screwed up. I mean, it's me personally. I mean, maybe. I mean, that that's just me. I guess for me, uh, me and mine, we're still we're still working as if you know, like this was August of last year. So, ain't too much changed. 
my my biggest thing is, uh, you know, I lead a team of close to 300 people who ask me questions every day about, you know, COVID and, you know, the families and, you know, things like this. So, you know, when, when you have to lead a team of, you know, lead them, because, I mean, you, you need to be productive, uh, lead them in the right way, that, that takes a toll on you. Then you have your own family that you have to lead, you know, that takes a toll on you too. So I'm screwed up. I mean, I, I've been screwed up for, for, for a little minute. I mean, but, I mean, I've, I've always been a strong mind, a strong-willed person that, you know, I just figure figure out a way to find peace and, and get through. Um, I have a whole other stance on this whole uh, COVID thing because, I mean, like I said, again, I'm, I'm out here. I mean, like, this, I've been out here, I mean, and I see people, definitely getting COVID. I know, I know COVID is real, uh, but I'm, I'm kind of starting to like, uh, I say, start to live my life again a little bit, you know what I mean? Cause I mean, if I can go to work every day, uh, <laughs> watch us sit in the house 24 seven every day, you know, since March, I mean, like I'm outside every day around literally about 3,500 people a day. I mean, give or take, you know, literally hand in hand. Obviously, I protect myself, things like that. So when I come home, I mean, I just been coming home. I ain't done nothing, but you know, I, I, I'm starting. I'm starting to get an itch. I mean, I've, I've had itches, but I mean, I'm, I think I'm gonna scratch them. I think I deserve it, you know. But I don't want to be selfish uh, to you know my other family members and things like that. So I mean, I'm very cautious about you know how how I choose. I'm going to proceed. But I mean, I'm I'm very I'm very very much affected by this uh, this whole pandemic because I me mean, I just it's the unknown like I, as you guys all know. But I'm gonna I mean I think I'm gonna change I'm change it up because who's to say December's gonna be any different? Next December's gonna be different. It's like I mean I don't know what if someone could tell me like a date we're waiting on to say okay you you, you can live your life again because this really can go on what two or three years and. It, it can still be the same way. I know there's a vaccine, everything. So it's like I think everyone is going to, have to draw a line of saying and be like, "Hey, well, I, I, I've been a good Samaritan, you know, what I mean, for six months now, a year now. I, I, I got to try something different, you know, just just for my own sanity, and because I'm because something is dying inside <laughs> of me. So this this whole virus thing, man." For me, I'm not gonna let it uh, control my whole life anymore. Obviously, I'm gonna continue to protect myself, wear a mask, and do this because if you guys noticed or not, I mean, you don't hear hashtag stay home anymore. That, right. that that's not what they're saying. Right. I've heard that for a month or two. It's just hashtag wear a mask. Yeah. Look, and and with uh, Dewine's um, mm. false negative, false positive test. Yeah, I, I was good. Yeah. I was getting to then, then the bullshit, these false tests. It's like, I know the virus is real, but my goodness, man, there's some hashtag everybody lying. There's a lot of bullshit in the game. I was talking to a, a nurse practitioner the other day. They get $50,000 for every COVID patient who, who they say died of COVID. 50K to the hospital. Yeah. Fifty thousand dollars, big yeah, business. Fifty, not not five thousand, not five fifty thousand. Yeah. So, wow, 
there's some deeper shit going on with with this thing of COVID dash nineteen, and you know I'm just I'm 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 getting there. I'm getting close to being over it. Hey Lo, you hey Lo, I ain't gonna front. You probably just you probably just name this episode hashtag everybody line because <laughs> it's having a psyche everybody on our mental. Line, it's having a psyche on our everyday life. Um, G, I, G, you in California, man, you got to give us the West Coast point of view because, I mean, man, I mean, just like just like Manassas, you know, in Florida, man, it's like y'all got the sunshine, y'all got the weather. So for me, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I'm not saying D.C. ain't got the sunshine and the weather, but, man, y'all got – I mean, I would be so tempted to just – like Lo said, man, I'm like, man, I – I got to go outside, man. We outside out here, man. Let's, let's go get it. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know, man. Tell me your point of view. I mean, tell me your point of view, G. Uh, I'm different, man. You know, everybody got their own thing. I can't judge them for how they move. So I won't. But for me, it ain't that important. Whatever life has got, you know, to get out there, I want to be able to see it five years from now. So me getting an itch. And going somewhere, you know, that's high risk. You know, I'm not going to – I go out, you know. I, I'm not to a point where, yes, like I, I was locked up in a crib three months ago, but I go out and socially distance myself and not put myself around more than 10 people. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I move. But I ain't, you know, I ain't looking forward to – I ain't looking forward to – um. Uh, <laughs> that shit don't motivate me to go outside and do things that I shouldn't do or put myself in a higher risk. That's what I'm saying. So at all, I, you know, I can wait it out. I can try my best to wait it out, but cause I look at it like it's a sacrifice for now, but you, you know, you want to, you need to be around to be able to bitch about it later. So what, what, hey, but, but what, okay. So, Sticking on the kids component, because I mean, we talking about kids. I mean, what? I would say so. But my question is: so, what if this is like they say? All right, guys, this is you know we're going to do this for two years. Like everybody's ten toes down for for another two years. Because I mean, there's no end date. Nah, I, I am. I am. Nah. Nah, I mean, I mean, I, mean, I see what you're saying, Lo. Like, I, I mean, because. I mean, you know, you again, what are you supposed to believe? I said, I don't know when I said it, but I felt like I said at some point, my issue is that what are you supposed to be able to believe? And everything they say is contradictory to what they said the day before. And so I, I read something that said, you know, there's a chance that this may never go away. Like this is, right. you know, they got experts saying like this is just might just be life because they can't see a way that this is going to actually bend to the point where it's going to be gone. What, but and and would, on top of that, you still got new strains of stuff that's always going to be popping up <clears> here and there or whatever. So if this is if we're going to have to live the way China been living, which is mask on when you travel, mask on in the public. Because I remember when I was younger traveling and I would see an, a, a person from an Asian country wearing a mask. And I always thought like, what? They must be really sick. Like they must have like, you know, something really bad. But that's just they've been doing this for years they've been on that shit they've been doing wearing gloves when when they i'm with you though like if this is life wearing gloves when they drive so they can block the sun that's coming through the through the the windshield like i'm saying 
They, they've been doing it. But mm. I'm with you, Lo. Like, if this is life, do I just stay in the house? I can't. I know, I'm, I know that I'm not going to be able to do that. If things open up. Now, that's the other part of it. Like, I'm not going out just to go out to be out in the street somewhere. Like, if, you, if things get to opening back up and restaurants and, and, and you know, resorts and, and things is really open, then, I mean, I'm going to have to, like you said, try my foot at it because I can't stay in this house for another year. I just, I can't do it. I need, I need to get out and see people. I need to touch people. I need to, I need to see it. It's just, I mean, and I'm, I'm with, I, I got to agree with, with G, man. I mean, I would love to, to get out like, like everybody else. But I mean, just for my sanity, if I got to stay down for another year or two, shit, so be it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it just is what it is. So, But how but, do you know? Listen, who, I don't, I, it's we don't know. Seeing in Fox, don't know. Saying, it's the unknown. So, I, I think half of what is going on is we letting the media control our life. I mean, that, that's listen, that I, that I agree. That I agree with. Yeah, that I, agree I don't with. know if I don't know if I agree with that. Only because, only because I, there's some degree of it, obviously. But people are really getting sick. Like that's this ain't no, yeah, this ain't no like this ain't no fairy tale. Like my wife is in the hospital saying that the only time people are coming in the hospital is not for no fever. Like people ain't even taking temperatures no more, bro. People are coming into the hospital not being able to breathe. Right. Like their respiratory systems are failing. They they can't breathe. They got water in their lungs. Like this is not a this is not a drill. Like, you know what I mean? I get it. Like, you know, initially I thought the same thing. First two months, I'm like, uh, maybe they kind of inflaming this a little bit. Like, it don't sound like it's real, but I mean, we know all know people who have either died or gotten sick by this thing. Now, most people ain't going to die from it, but we've had 180,000 people in America to die from it. Right. That's what I I was going to say. I was going to say, look at it like this. Do you know somebody that has had it? Do you potentially know somebody that's died from it? And if you can answer either of those questions, then why is it something that important to put yourself or your family in jeopardy of if you can control it? Right? That's a good point. That's a good point. We're we're talking about, hold on, hold on. Well, the question was or came off of low saying, I got the itch for the, to go have fun, to, you know, get out into the world Normalcy, normalcy, normalcy. Well, extracurricular shit, because the normalcy is him having to go to work that we can't say nothing about. I'm talking no. about, I'm, I'm strictly talking about the stuff beyond the things that you got to go out into the world for. Gotcha. Leisure. To. Yeah. Okay, so, and uh, here's a remix, right? So, it's <laughs> <laughs> a good remix. And we're going to talk about it because we're talking about virus, things like that. So, so everybody is all up in arms. We're going to lock it down now. I mean, I know we all married men now, all this stuff, right? I mean, thank God we're all, you know, or, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, when it's always been HIV, STDs, all this other stuff going on in the world, you know, unfortunately, I mean, everybody wasn't on a hundred percent, you know what I mean? I know, I know how I was. I mean, for the most part, I, 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 I'm a strap up dude. Like, yes, I mean, sir. like, listen, listen, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I see where you're going. Clean that, this that, up, that, dog. That, that had me <laughs> No, 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 real, real shit. My, 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 my homies tell you like, nah, low, nah, he, he, 
I'm strap up. I was a strap up artist because I mean, I was I was scared, but I'm saying like people wasn't all uh, worried about you know in the heydays of strapping up and you know catching HIV and all these other diseases coming up. So there's gonna be a fine line. You know what I'm saying? It's always it's gonna be a breaking point for everybody. I mean, it sounds good <laughs> that I could be in the house the next ten years just just doing this. You know what I mean? No, nah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I can't see. It. Listen, everybody, Lo, you a crazy motherfucker, man. What what it all comes down to, man? Everybody has their own sensibilities, and it, it all comes down to what are you willing to Sacrifice. take the chance for? Yeah. Blows, he wants to take a chance to you know go take a trip with his wife. You know, I get it. I'm not there yet. I can't even go to the fucking barbershop. Like I ain't that bold to go get my hair cut yet. You know, so I'm about to be Wolfman out here. But so it's everybody else, it, it just it, it just goes person by person. So look, we th- this is gonna be my last COVID based question because we gotta get into some other topics, man. Lo, you are crazy though. Hashtag <laughs> everybody line. Remember everybody this for this episode. Every everybody line. <laughs> so you your brothers with kids, man. Like you know, the big political issue and the big issue according to the pandemic is: Are you sending your kids back to school? Are schools reopening? Um, and I mean, uh, for those who've been paying attention in the news, the, the one, I guess, student that took a picture of their school in Georgia and then the, the hallway was just full, wasn't no mask popping off. Uh, she ended up getting, I guess, suspended for even taking the picture and posting it. So, I mean, how do y'all feel about, I mean, are y'all, I mean, y'all even comfortable? I know Gino kind of already answered his, his point of view, but I mean... How do y'all feel about sending your kids back to school, daycare, or just send them around the people, period? Uh, I ain't comfortable at all, but, I mean, I got to do what I got to do. I mean. What does that mean? Oh, no, you got to clarify well, that. Well, yeah, I'm about to tell you. Like, unfortunately, I mean, uh, my son, he has to go back to school because there's no more to watch him. I mean, I, I can't. I, we're in our position to retire. <laughs> And say, hey, one of us can stay home, you know. I mean, unless you plan on doing a, a downsize, <laughs> but you know, unfortunately, we ain't, that's not in the plan. Uh, my my uh, my mother, you know, she's an educator. Thank God they're doing virtual because I mean, I've been pleading to her. This is her last year of retirement. I'm like, you know, how much your salary? We, we we can try to cover cover that, but I mean, it's. Um, my kids, I mean, it's it's a bad talk deal. Talk, Lo. Go talk that talk, boy. Uh, it, 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 <laughs> it, 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 it's a bad deal that that I mean, they got to go back because there's no one to watch them. Um, and uh, they go to a Catholic school, so unfortunately, it's different. Like public public funding schools and private schools are totally different because there's been strategic plans that came out from all public districts, you know, in Ohio. These private schools, they do what the hell they want to do. We, we don't we don't even know, you know what I mean, their game plan yet. They keep pushing it back a week, a week. I mean, hell, he's supposed to go back in two weeks. And we, we just know it's going to be low numbers in the classroom. I mean, uh, he's pre-K, thank goodness. But, I mean, we have no idea, you know what I mean, how this is going to play out. But, unfortunately, I mean, uh, they got – 
I mean, he, he, he has to go back to school. I mean, because no one will watch him and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll pray on him <laughs> every day. But, I mean, it's like I, I feel like I'm sending my, my son off, you know, to go fight in Vietnam a little bit because, I mean, it, it hurts. I mean, like, I'm scared. I mean, like, I, I'm scared to go to work every day myself, right? So, I mean, you know I mean? Now I'm sending my son off, you know, to do the same thing. So I mean, it's it, it, it's a it's a it's an uneasy situation. That's what comes back to like, well, hell, if I gotta go to work every day, I gotta send my my, my child to school every day. We gotta we're gonna go like have a little uh, fun, you know what I mean, and, and, and celebrate each other, maybe a little vacation or something. Like because hell, me all we doing is, is being around the shit, ain't you know nothing out of it. So I'm sorry, I'll calm down. But nah, hey, speak it's, your it's, peace, it, brother. It, 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 it's very, it, it, it's again, like I said, I mean, anxiety. And we talked about the beginning. Anxiety is on ten. You know, what I mean, it's frustrating. It's scary. It's a lot of emotions. And I mean, it's it, it's a it's definitely uh, done built up. And the the cup the cup is is running over at this point. So hey, uh, hey, hey, hold on, Jay. I gotta ask Lotus just to make him smile. What's the update on them juice boxes, man? Oh man, <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, it, it, it was, it was, it was a bad. Yeah, yeah well, Mama Bear got home. Yeah, man, it was, <laughs> hey, it was all bad, man. Go <laughs> ahead, Jay. Nah, like I also have a, uh, you know, Jason. She's in pre-K, and hers was mandatory. Like that age, that age group. It's going all virtual. Um, so it's, it's, it's fortunate that my schedule works out where, you know, I can be with her in the morning since it's, it's only for an hour. It's like from 10 to 11. She log on with her teacher and her classmates. They basically do like a Zoom meeting, like what we're doing right now. You know, they teaching them how to like hit mute. Can you, I, I hear them in the background, like hit mute. You see the red circle? Just do this. And I mean, it's just, it's just funny that they're learning how to do this stuff. You know, maybe before it naturally would have occurred, but now they're on it, you know, teaching them different commands on, on the computer just so they can, you know, you don't got to sit over top of them while, you, while you're doing it, even though, you know, you're going to be at ears length away, but, but you want them to have control. So just to see that, then my teenager, you know, they gave the option to the parents. This is down in, uh, in, in Cincinnati, Princeton, low, and they gave them the options. And so once they find out, you know, if you're going, if you prefer virtual versus uh, physical, going physically to school, they'll make a schedule based on the ones because the numbers will be lower and they'll make a schedule for those that do go like you go every other day or your group, your group goes Monday and Wednesday. The other group goes Tuesday, Thursday. So it's just but me. What, what hurts me is. Aside from the academics, I think the social piece of what school can bring and teach you and help you through life is being so missed out. I mean, these kids already aren't like how we were when we were younger. We would go outside, play. Even when you were young, a little shorty, you would go outside and play. It's a different time now. So a lot of kids are confined to video games or being in the house or can't go too far because of the times we're living in. So I'm all over the board with my kids since I got the toddlers and then I got the teenager. And they're both different, you know, so having to adjust with that and my schedule has helped out, but not everybody has those options. Like, like Lo said, some people got to go to work and there is nobody because believe me, if I had a regular nine to five, 
it would be tough, you know. So it's 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 crazy. Um, people are winging it. They just coming up with the best because I don't. Everybody, there's so many different types of situations, man, and it, it's going to affect everybody differently. But you got to work through it, you know. And I feel bad for those that have little to no options when it comes to that because at the same time, you know, seeing that that picture of that high school, I thought about Jazz like, dang, she going to high school because them kids, they're they going to be kids. So they may, they may not be on their forefront. So they'll be all convened together. And it's just, so it's, yeah, you want them in the house, but at the same time, that school, it's nothing like being at school, man, for academic and social. So that's where I'm at. It's tough. I'm just winging it right myself. Hey, so yeah, man. That I I, I appreciate y'all honesty. I mean, yeah, I got I got a nephew, man. He about to start high school, and I just feel bad for him. He's not going to get the traditional experience that you know all the men in my family had. You get to go to high school your freshman year, kick it. You know what I'm saying? And his his freshman year about to be on Zoom or whatever platform that they use. So I mean, it's it's very tough. Just to get a quick update, a quick update means students and faculty members tested positive for COVID-19 at that uh, Georgia high school. Oh, they did. Yep. So that is so so audience say that just lets you know it's real out here. And if you if if we're not trying to sway your decision left or right to send your kids back, but we just want to, you know, make you aware that it's out here and it's real. And that's just sad that, you know, uh, the state of Georgia can't, you know, just get their stuff in order to, you know, put kids in danger like that, man. That's just, that just don't make no sense. But moving on, we about to get dicey. So uh, one of the things that, that's been, I guess, that's been, I guess, keeping us back to normal in a sense is sports and specifically the NBA, you know, being the example of doing their sport, sports bubble and doing the restart of their season. Um, we got other things like the Master P documentary that's that's pretty much keeping us entertained. And it's and I mean I'm gonna be honest, since I've been on quarantine or this quarantine life, it's I just been, you know, it, it's stuff that I've been watching that I've never would watch before. But let's let's get to the bubble though. Cause this this can get dicey. How do y'all feel about the bubble and the NBA um restart and how has it impacted, I guess, our culture? Because I know um in some of our prior casts, we talked about the importance of sports and if it, is it relevant, how would it uh, affect the momentum from the Black Lives Matter movement? Uh, of course, we still got Brianna out here, you know what I'm saying, not getting the justice that she getting. So just tell me, I mean, how does this, uh, this sports bubble and NBA restart have impacted you within the last couple of weeks? Well, for me, um, I was one of the ones that, um, as long as they brought the messages along with them, that I was welcoming the sport back because, you know, a portion of what gets me through, right, me being, I guess I'm a, <laughs> I'm not an introvert, right, but uh, I need things to insulate me, right, and, and certain things that insulate me inside the crib that make me comfortable are, uh, obviously work, family, and um, and sports, you know, or things to entertain me. So when, when the NBA came back, 
I was excited because it gave me something to look forward to and um, to appreciate. And, you know, it's a different way of the NBA, but I actually appreciate this, this form of it. So this helped me. Uh, this guy gave me something my sons could kind of talk to, talk bond about again, as far as, you know, watching the pros and what the things to work on to kind of translate into us being in the backyard to kind of help us support us through them not being able to go out um, as freely as they used to. So we work on certain things and practice in our workouts. Um, sidebar, the beauty in the bubble and, and, you know, I got a job to write and direct um, a TV show that still the network is still trying to figure out how it's going to work out. And which means I'll have to, you know, kind of piggybacking off what we talked about, actually me having to be comfortable outside. I almost had to turn some, you know, turn it down because I was, you know, because I have to go to Atlanta for potentially, you know, three to three to five weeks, depending on how long we figure it out. But anyhow, the great thing about the bubble of the NBA, they've, the network is going back, to now, if I have to do that, then uh, it'll be a bubble situation for directing um, these episodes and coming in contact with all these people that make me feel a little bit more comfortable with accepting a job. So uh, I'm thankful for it, uh, although they weren't the first, um, but they're the biggest. Um, and I think it's groundbreaking on how they do it. And I think all uh, leagues you know, leagues and colleges should, should, should be paying attention to it. Should the, M- the MLB need to follow their lead, but we'll we'll get on that later. Oh, another thing, bro. I, I was just going to say, can everybody do it? I, I think that the NBA is like the only major uh, sports league that can do it. You know, I mean, when you talk why, about... Why, though? Why couldn't they... Then you got to ask yourself, why couldn't they do it? Well, uh, because... I mean, for how I many? It's like it's fifty-two on a roster for football, right? So if it's fifty players, how many coaches is it? And if Shit we're talking another ten, twenty, yeah. And then if you're talking about how, how many teams is it? Like like thirty teams. That's so a lot of. It's a lot of people. I, I I don't know how you can. I I just don't know how you how you can manage that. I think it's. I don't. Can, can, can we fly planes? Which, <laughs> can I we mean, fly planes? Listen, the the MLB is flying planes now. Look how that shit well, working for them. What, what I'm saying is, uh, somebody figured out to fly a plane, right? It, it was that important. Figure the shit out. But it ain't that important to me. Like that shit is not. I'm with. I'm like with Ice Cube. Ice Cube came out with that video this week, saying, you know, why he's so. People were asking why he's so down. Cause it, I I ain't for it. Like this to me. In in most times, I get it, and I'm talking about throughout history. And most times. Sports has been able to, you know, galvanize situations and bring people together to, you know, for particular cause, get people's minds off of whatever's going on. But that's usually when something is happening, you know, in one spot in the world or two spots. I mean, this thing is global. And to me, when you've got people dying still every day from the pandemic, I really don't care that your ass is shooting that jump shot, bruh. I'm sorry. I, it's hard for me to like really, you know, get up to watch a game when, when like we just got done talking about the mental health portion of it. Like really, like you know, for and so for me, I don't think that sports is essential. Standing in a, a hold of what's happening that 
you know, that we got to have sports. I just don't believe that. But I also think that the NBA did, is doing an amazing thing. If, 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 they ain't, nobody, if ain't nobody lying, which we don't really know because <laughs> everybody lying. That's what Lowe said. They saying ain't nobody sick in the whole bubble. Ain't nobody tested positive. So if they doing something right or somebody lying. Bron, I'm telling you, man, Brian gonna have Brian have COVID, he's still gonna be out there hoping. I don't care what nobody say. <laughs> but uh but to answer your question, dog, uh for me, uh we all was just talking about us yearning for some some type of normalcy. And that's what this does to me. You know what I'm saying? Like uh I get I don't I don't even care who wins, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Like I just this this is just uh, just just a degree of normalcy for me. You know, I, I'm able to go down in my basement and I'm able to hit my recliner, watch some sports. I mean, and if it feels good. I know that it's a tease because I know this shit ain't normal, but you know, I'm 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 thirsty for it. I'm thirsty for so I Lowe's talking about his itch. Like I'm I'm itching for just some type of, you know, normal life. And that's what it does for me. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. So look, just an update on football because you know that's the Bible on Sundays. We all know that NFL football, college football on Saturdays. Um, the Power Five conferences has had a, I guess they had a, a, a powwow to sit down and see how they was going to strategize and plan. And from, for, I guess, from the results of the meeting, ten surprisingly is preparing not to play football, which is. Going to be a blow for the Midwest, for all the guys that grew up in the Midwest. And the um, NFL is talking about playing on Saturdays. They prepare right. for, they're preparing for the college, um, the, the FB, uh, you know, the college football season to not actually go on. And I just read an article today saying that they are uh, talking about um, taking over Saturdays. But again, man, it just seems so forced to me, man. You got oh, your yeah. players, you got, you got, you know, you got, there's a lot of people involved in this, right? Strength and conditioning coaches and all right. of these different people. And everybody is not on board. People are afraid, man. And this is the thing. Like, I think everybody is willing to sacrifice their own life. Like Lo said, like, you know, I want to get out there. I want to do something. But man, like the lives of your mama and your auntie and, and the people that, People that work in the facility that, that age you, they're older. They, you know what I mean? The, the, those people are going to be affected if you get infected. And so, like, it, it's hard to be selfish like that to me in this time when you don't know who's got it, how it's being passed, and who's going to die from it. Like, that, it just seems super selfish, man. Hey, so I got a question, and we'll move on to something else. Um <laughs> So you know the NFL gave options to certain players to opt out for the season. So my question to y'all, and this is almost like a stack up, if you were currently in the NFL, whatever level you was at, if you superstar level or you was the 53rd man on the roster, if you had the option to opt out because of COVID, what would you do? Or would you opt out yes or no? No. I think it would be circumstantial. Like depending on my situation, who's in my life, who I got to come in contact with. Do I have children? Do I, am I married? Like, you know what I mean? I think everybody's situation is different. If I'm single, I'm playing probably depending on my situation. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I would say I wouldn't opt out for a simple fact. It probably won't be an NFL season. So I, I wouldn't, you know, just cut my nuts, you know, 
for, for what is it 30k you get yeah I mean, yeah they i think the out it was the uh option yeah they give you some type yeah. of code no i'm sorry i'm sorry 150k you right, get 150k right, right. uh i wouldn't just cut my nuts uh, for that i i would uh I, I would play uh but because i know there's not gonna be a full season so i mean i'm not gonna just play myself i mean and only be able to get 150k when you know what I'm saying i got five million coming that's just i mean it's a numbers game Jay, what you what? Come on, man! I need your answer, Jay. Unmute. I I think honestly, yeah, like like Nas said. I mean, you know, circumstantial. I mean, yeah. If I was single, had less to think about, I'm gonna play. If the if the, if if it's available, I'm gonna play. Gino, would I play? Man, I, I didn't. I didn't hear the question, man. No, it, you know the NFL gave up. They gave an opt-out option for COVID. Yeah. And depending on your level in the league, say, say you Khalil Mack, or say you the fifty-third man on the roster for yeah. the uh, Bengals. No, no, no shot. No shot. Yeah, that, that was a shot. Definitely. <laughs> a shot. Um, <laughs> you know, it depend on depend on the circus, certain situations. Just being honest, you know, I feel like if I was the cat in the league, I would be around people that can stretch my money, learn from good people. I would be putting up certain things. That's just who I am as a person. So like my guy from the Eagles said, I'm straight. I did everything right with my money. I can sit out a year. I just had a kid. I don't got to do it. So it just depends on on where I'm at, um, you know. But, again, man, I think, again, that's why I'm saying, you know, we can, we can kill the NBA. But um, – they did it right. And I would say it's got to be a way. If, if NFL wanted the way, so what is Thank 53 you. people? Thank you. So fucking what? If you want it, you. If you want it these are two leagues, WNBA included. Let's not, not, let's, let's not exclude them. Right. No Shout out to the WNBA. Yeah, no right, positive right. test. So if you got it, you've seen the NBA, I mean the MLB not do it right. Thank so you. You sitting yeah. back and you the big fish in the pond, meet with the players like the NBA did, say, hey, you got an opt-out option, but everybody else, we're going to run it like a bubble. And then don't go around all these fucking stadiums. Like, why, why the Major League go to all – they taking trips, public trips. Yeah. yeah. Transportation to go to cities to sit in the open st- in an empty stadium. Sit your ass in one stadium, bro. Everybody bring their family. You know what I'm saying? And you may be away from them a certain amount of time, but that's the sacrifice. So to answer the question, if it depends on where I'm at, but at the same time, the possibility of me saying yeah is that I also have to sacrifice being away from my family until if to to until I quarantine myself, therefore after the bubble. So yeah. Dale, what's your answer? Good. Thank you, G. Circumstantial, man, like everybody else. Uh, it depends. If I'm single, shit, yeah. I I would play, but if I got it, yeah, I'm I'm with G. If I, if I was making that kind of money, my, my finances and my portfolio would be straight. So I wouldn't worry about I wouldn't worry about losing a, a year's salary. So yeah, if I family and all that where I'm at currently, no, nah, I wouldn't do it. Well, well, let's let's change it up a little bit, uh, fellas. You know, we talking about the we talking about the NFL. I mean, say you had a telework because we got a lot of teleworkers on here, right? So yep. let's get real life. Say if you had to go to work every day, you know, around, you know, uh, Feezy, you, you around a, a million people, 
You know what I mean? Say y'all had to go around a million people, uh, just like everybody, me and Feezy do. Are y'all going to work? Or are y'all staying home? Are y'all are y'all opting out? <laughs> uh, shit. I'll answer that first. If I had an option to opt out, I mean, if it was substantial and I could survive on it to, you know. Okay, so say okay, say so, say if yeah. you made three hundred k a year. You know what I mean? And oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You about my current position? Yes, first, I was about to say. First of oh, all, he does. Yes. So yeah. I don't make no 300 hey, k Listen, 300 k right, and, and, and they offered you 50K to stay home. Oh, fuck no. Nah, I, I, I'm going to work. Fuck that. Uh, okay. 50K? <laughs> fuck let's, let's, no. <laughs> We're talking about 5 million. Hold on. We're talking about 5 million and 150K to, uh, to opt out. Right. I know. I got it's, you. It's, it's the NFL. Yeah, I see your point. Yeah. Uh, right. Dale? <laughs> oh, yeah. Dale ain't taking no 50K. <laughs> nah. Thank you. See what I'm saying? But it's easy to say for everybody. But, it's easy to say. Listen, it's so easy to say. Oh, it was shit up. If I, well, okay. You say you say you opted out. You, you say you going to work, right? If I so, I'm actually I'm actually starting a new job. So my uh, my new job may require me to come in some days. If I got to go in, that's just what it is. I got I'm going in. Exactly, G-, G. After all that you said earlier, <laughs> I'm just saying. After all that you said earlier, no playing playing football in this is is different though. No, no. So no, no, so, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just, I'm talking about the the regular shit. I ain't talking about the NFL. All the stuff that you said earlier is I kind of you know now you got to go out and get it. Right. I mean, because if I if I got to do it, I mean it just it it. So does the NFL players got to do it, right? Same thing with me with the with the bubble situation. You know, I'm gonna have to do it. You know what I'm saying? This is my first this is my first opportunity. So I gotta figure it out. If I gotta be away from my family in order a little bit extra, you know, time to, to figure it out, I gotta do it. So Nas? Oh no, I, I you want me to ask for Nas? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I ain't I'm not up again, you talking about a, a situation like the bubble. Um, where, you know, where I'm sure, you know, you got these guys who are, are very conscious about what's happening and they were able to make that happen. But if you asking me to just like roll the dice with it, yeah, I, 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 I would opt out. I would. And, and again, this is all depending on the scenario, bro. Like if the I got a new, you know, because, because, because the reality is like, it ain't one or two dudes that opted out. It was like 60 dudes at 60 or 70 dudes that yeah. opted out. Yeah. Eight on the Patriots. Eight on the squad was like, I'm good. Yes, but they had, okay. one had a new baby. You know what I mean? Like it's all, a, the, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, 60 is a lot though. 60 is a lot. It's not. It's not. But if you telling me that, you don't have a plan, which the NFL don't sound like they got a plan. The NBA came up with a real plan, like yeah. a, a, a viable plan. And, and, and they're working the plan, and it, and it seems to be appeasing even the stars. And, you know, it's one thing if LeBron and them ain't coming, but LeBron and all of the stars is actually there. So these dudes are seeing something that they appreciate and can work with. But the NFL ain't done that. And you're asking them to jump in with their lives and their families' lives at risk before you come up with a, a viable plan. I'm not with that. I feel you, but l- l- let us be known. It's probably 1,700 players plus in, in on, on the roster of the NFL and 60 players opted out. 
Yeah, that's, that's peanuts. True. That's true. All right. That was that, that was a that was a long version of a stack up, but I'm I'm gonna continue on with another stack up, and we probably could just finish out this cast for the, for the night, fellas. I'm just gonna switch gears because we've been so serious. Uh, Cardi B and um, <laughs> Megan The Stallion came out with a video. Cardi, <laughs> on, bring on some of that, man. And uh, <laughs> we had a, a a very spirited debate about uh, who who would you choose? Now we've had stack ups in the past. We you know we've paired Rihanna against Queen Queen Beyonce, and you know so this is gonna be very interesting to see these answers uh, <laughs> between these two young ladies. First of all, I just need to ask: Has everybody has everybody seen the video? Or let let me say this: Uh oh, times have disclaimer. changed. Disclaimer: no. Times have changed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you look, y'all remember the the, the Super Bowl with the, with with Janet Jackson and the titty, right? Like, y'all, we all know the infamous wardrobe <laughs> malfunction. People like almost lost people. I'm sure lost their jobs over that. It was scrutiny for it felt like years. Now we got videos where chicks is just doing soft porn, and it's just what it is. Like <laughs> so, so keep that energy, okay? So I'm just going. We're gonna stack it up. We're gonna end this off right. Who are you taking? This off top. Cardi all natural. I'm giving mine, and I'm a, I'm a bow out. All natural. Give me. So that's give me. that's Nas Nas for Megan. Well, okay. I got to ask you this, Nas, before I give give you your little point. Uh, <laughs> how you know Megan is natural though? Do you really know? I don't. I don't really know. I don't really know any. I know that she looks natural, and she. I think in a couple interviews, she's claimed that she's never had any work done. Okay. So, so I mean, based off of what I see. Give me that. Give me. Give me Megan. So that's that. That's one for the stallion. Okay. Jay. Cardi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You like. Okay. You got any reasons so, why? Well. No. No reasons why you picking Cardi. You about to stay down. I was. I'm curious. Like what? So it, uh, we. This is just a hypothetical for a night for. Uh, I mean, just in, in general. No, I mean, they're going to go deeper. Like, oh, man, just, just keep it simple. It matters, <laughs> man. Well, it matters, <laughs> man. How it was originally, how it was originally put out there was for a, a night. Yeah. How, how okay, for, okay yeah. for a night. It matters. So we got we got one, 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 one. All right. Uh, you know what? I'm going to save low for last. So, Dale, since you want to be intricate and granular, motherfucker. He can't answer. He's checking over his show. No, Cardi, man, Cardi, man. Oh, two for Cardi. That's a surprise. Cardi, I, I thought I thought he would have picked uh, Megan. So that's a that's a shocker. Okay, all right. Uh, G. Hey, man. Uh oh. Uh oh. Here it come. <laughs> Like my man Charlemagne the God says, some of the craziest people come from the Bronx <laughs> and all of Florida. All of Florida. <laughs> what Cardi B from, y'all? Bronx. From the hey, Bronx. give me Cardi. Damn, okay. I guess it's my pick. So, 
man, for a one one night jump. I'm gonna go Megan, man. I'm gonna go Megan. Even though Cardi is so enticing, she got a lot of she got a lot of tread on the tire, though, man. I don't know. <laughs> I'm about to go. Oh, <laughs> I got, yeah, I got, but I again, go. we don't know. Go we Megan. don't know that Megan don't. We don't Megan. We don't know that. Megan. But I mean, from the I rather office, not know. I I'd rather be fooled later than than upfront. Period. <laughs> hey. Okay. So we, hey, you see it, low. Yeah, well, you know, I'm telling you like this. I don't care what Charlemagne said uh, about uh, the Bronx and all that, but ain't nothing like the South. The South with the F. Oh, we got <laughs> a time. That the accent, I mean, man, you know, and, and they cooking clean. You know what I mean? <laughs> when I say clean, I'm talking about a different way. But uh, it's like this. <laughs> <laughs> They cleaning the plate, cleaning the plate. <laughs> they clean the plate all way. I'm going to that plate. Listen, I'm going to South to have a nice dinner with with, with Megan the Stallion. Just to talk about her career with a, a nice dinner, you know, an ice cream, you know what I mean, over ice cream or whatever. You know what I mean? That's all I got. I'm going to the South. Okay. So that's the time for this stack up. I was surprised at Dale's answer. I thought he would have went another different direction, but I forgot he loves the ratchet. So we're going to leave that on that. Hey, man, I'm going I'm to I'm do an audible because it's one more thing we do need to talk about. We need to get this man his roses while he's here. Um, if, for those who haven't been paying attention, man, there's been a docuseries on BET with uh, the great Master P and the No Limit Soldiers. Man. Uh, and, um, this, 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 you know, we're going to go around the table, man, and just give me your thoughts uh, on, on what uh, you've seen uh. so far. Man, look, my, I think my thing is my thing with with P is, um, you know, he just he's just that that legend that 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 general that started it, and doesn't always get because he wasn't he was flashy back then. I ain't saying that, but because I think he grew into his position, and he's not searching for a lot of the clickbait. You don't hear about him, but you know what I'm saying. It took. I remember hearing about the story about him and Snoop, like you know Snoop with this new, uh, with the versus Kate, you know, told the story about how P pretty much saved his career and all of that. But I remember when that happened and I remember reading all of the stories coming, kind of coming into it. And P was just always about family and, and making sure he represented, um, not just where he was from, but just the culture and all of that, man. And so you just got to really appreciate the fact that this dude was one of the first I'm talking about clothes, movies, putting your boys on, getting Definitely everybody in the hood on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was a trendsetter in that sense. Like, people laughed at him in certain instances or whatever, but the dude never wavered. And he was a G from, from, from start to finish, man. And so you got to – you can't do nothing but take your hat off to that dude. Um, and and, and I, just, I just don't believe that you're going you're gonna to have a lot of the – you know, P. Diddy's and all of these dudes, if you ain't got, you know, no limit. Like, no limit is just, these dudes was amazing, man. I I have, I'm recording it, so I, I can't wait because I'm going to watch it all, all together. But what I do know, I'm excited to watch it and I can't wait. But when it was happening in the 90s, man, this dude was putting out a CD every single week. Like, do y'all realize that? Yes. Every week. Yes. Every F. week. The mix, the F. Once F. A month. Had every one of them. Mixtape game not, was on fire. Not once a month. Every week, dog. And 
you know, it would be you, you had, he had people waiting like, oh, it's another P album. And this shit was banging. It would come out of a couple songs on there. And like you said, NASA piggyback on what you just said, he put all them people on. They had their moment. They had their moment of fame where they was hot. And some of them had more extended careers and didn't. But I just remember that, how he had his hand in everything and how he orchestrated that. That business sense, man, had to be on point to do that. And that was all independent and his and the way he did it. And he created a, he was a, created an era of music, you know, that there's some things that then spun off of that since then, you know what I'm saying? And there wasn't no other sound like him and no other, no one else was sounding like that. So I can't can't wait to watch it because I know it's going to take me back and I'm going to be breaking out my old, uh, all my old, them colorful CDs with the, (laughs) with the bling on there, (laughs) different colors. You know what I'm saying? Jay, you said that the 3D enlarged pictures. I'm telling you that was hot. That that independent man, like that dude, that dude state, he believed in, man, look, he believed in himself so much that he just invested in himself. And and it's what they'll be talking about all the time. Just believe in yourself enough to invest in yourself. That's it. And now I, I, I was so, I, I love, I love, um, you know, that's part of the reason why I don't fuck with, with social media, man, because on social media, all it shows is the wins. I'm interested in seeing the losses, the L's, you know what I'm saying? How people came up. Fucking love that shit, man. Like that nigga, you said it, dog. That nigga believed in himself. And they told the story how he started from the ground. That nigga had his had nigga had his newborn baby. They sleeping in the back of the fucking record store, man. Yeah. That nigga had that nigga had a vision. That nigga had a dream. He stuck to his guns. They thought that nigga was corny. They thought he was lame. They laughed at him. They called him a fucking country singer. That nigga had that nigga been had plaques up on the wall before he sold went platinum anything. That nigga believed in himself. I love that shit. I, I, I'm so inspired by that by this shit, man. And then the the you know what I say is is the key to anybody's success in this entrepreneurship is patience, perseverance, and discipline. And that nigga, he got it. He he exemplified all that shit, man. I mean, like. I mean, I, I could go on forever. I fucking love that shit. I, I I was inspired to hell. He he going in that in that white man's office and he telling them like, no, we putting this shit out every week just because you white, you think you right? Oh my god! Yeah, like, that, that was shit. goat. That was goat. What? Oh dog, man. So man, please get get that brother. I mean, man, to, to entrepreneurs and anybody out there listening, man. Man, take from that shit, get inspired, believe in yourself. And uh, I mean, just I love seeing anybody who has a dream and they pursue a dream. You know, a dream is just what it is. A dream is something that no one has done before. You know what I mean? So for between Master P or if it's Kanye or if it's Jeff Bezos, these niggas have their dreams and they execute it. Fucking, I was watching a video the other day on Jeff Bezos. You know, he was talking about uh, uh, taking over retail back in 1999. Like he said, 
1999 is documented. He said, I'm going to build out all of these warehouse distribution centers so that people can have guaranteed shipping in two days. He said that in 1999, do you realize how many people probably thought he was fucking crazy? Yeah. How many doubters, how many people always in your ear saying you crazy, you crazy, you know, no different from, you know, my business. I'm telling people I'm about to remotely manage properties in a different fucking state. People tell me I'm crazy and you got to fucking do that shit. You got to believe in yourself. You got to invest in yourself and you got to, you don't listen to the naysayers, man. And you just follow that shit through, man. So Shout out to P, man. Uh, dog, that, that shit is fucking amazing. I, I, I'm mad we saved this shit for the end. We, we could talk about this shit the whole fucking podcast, but get that yeah. brother his roses, man. That nigga's a fucking legend. Uh, icon. Uh, uh, fuck rap. Uh, he, he just, everything he does just in business, man. Like, that nigga, the greatest, dog. Fuck yeah. it up. Really shit he said. The really shit that didn't even come out of his mouth was somebody else's mouth. And you can always gauge how a nigga hold his people down, how somebody hold their people down, right. what their people say about them, right? And he was like, yo, it was six things that you got when you signed a no limit. A house in your house. name, a car in your name, a Rolex, a no limit chain, and... Your own bank account. Your own bank account with your name on it. But all of them things has your, your name on it. You had to deed to them jumps. So I know I'm missing one. But when they said that, you know what I'm saying? P just, he's all, for me, he's always been somebody that I look to. It's just like, he dope. You know, there's, there's a piece of P that I, I got to ask y'all. got to ask y'all. I, I hate to say, bring this up in this situation. But is it, is it a piece of y'all that sometimes y'all look, y'all hear P say something, it's a small piece of percentage of cap there? In, in, in what context? Like I believe a hundred, I believe eighty, I believe like ninety-eight percent of what he's saying is accurate to how it happened. But I think it's oh, a I see what you're saying. It's two percent of fluff there to make it a little. Everybody put sauce on something. Man, man. I was about to say that's it, just it, human. That's just impossible. What you think? Possible to be a hundred percent? What you think you're bluffing on? The ego is involved. You put sauce on something. I, I mean, in the in the documentary, for example. Yeah, man. The moment when he was talking about his gun in uh, shoot. Sh- there you go. About- See, I, I, thought- <laughs> I thought I was the only one. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't watched the whole thing yet. I, I'm like Jay. I want to kind of get it all in so, one. Hey, hey, G. I was nah, like, nah. I was sitting here like. Hmm. Yeah, nah, nah. so so you, so and then he let it go. I was like, hmm. perfectly. I was like, all right. Listen, I believe. Listen, I believe a portion Ooh. of that happened. He put some sauce on But then it happened like that. Come on, come on, come on, G. You you in film. Nah, you know nah, how it is. A little, man, a little embellishment. It. it ain't always a hundred. I, I, I hate to even bring this up because I love it. You put some sauce on that story. You know man, how it that's is. That's all man. I was saying. That's all no, I was saying. What, what about the, the conversation with, with, with Suge Knight? This city too big for us. He told he told Suge in his in his state. I believe that story though. I believe I believe he said when when you move. I was like, hey, but hey, okay. So so for me, everything Dale said 110%. But my biggest takeaway thus far is know your worth. You know what I mean? Know and believe in it. 
You know, don't don't let nobody short sell you. Like they try to give you like a was it was it an M? They said, "Yo, we'll give you an M." You like, oh he shit. Said, he was he was like, "I'm worth that much." Yes, I. You know what I mean? So listen, man. For for all our listeners, young young entrepreneurs, <sighs> black brothers, sisters, oh, hey, Caucasian, white, uh, Chinese, whatever you are. Know your worth and believe in yourself, man. Like, I mean, Look, like, k- 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 never short sell yourself. I mean, that's just, that's the, that's the real, know your value because you matter. Like, that's, that's my biggest takeaway from this whole thing. Know your worth. No, let me, t- let me, let me tell you. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's say, hey, Dale, and put tax on it. Go ahead, Dale. Yep. Let me, let me, let me tell you how much that motherfucker really believed in himself. Can you, can you be, from the projects, like and grinded, like his kid, like I said, his, him and his kid was sleeping in the back of a fucking raggedy ass record store, and this white man signed, gave him a million dollar check, and you can only imagine your partners, your 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 wife, your girl, whatever. You gotta tell them that you just turned down a million dollars. Do you understand how much belief you gotta have in yourself to turn? You know what I mean? At like that just, time, at that time, at that, that time, like yeah, yeah, back then. What? Know your worth, man. Did you turn so, so down check a this. Oh so, my so, God. God so, bless. That so, brother. um, so my biggest, my biggest take from it, and I like, I, I like coded messages, man. Like, but Dale, I see that shit like, by the way. When, when shout out to the greatest. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, when when he broke down the percentage of what he gets crazy. off each album. Bro, yeah. uh, 80 20. Yeah, what? Yeah, do y'all realize what that means? Yeah, no, he's laughing at everybody in the game back then. Yeah, somebody, like, somebody, and, your shit? somebody, and somebody, it was eight, it was really, it was what is it, 85 15, but he had to go back to go get some little bread. So, right, right, 20, right, 20, right. 80 20, son. The original 80, deal that he got signed off on. Was eight eighty fifty? I mean, eighty five fifteen, which is immaculate, Facts. still beautiful. What he with the eighty twenty? Woo, Look, man! So he sold seventy five. He sold seventy five million records. Let's just say them shits was ten. Let's just average ten a pop. He walked. He got eight dollars off each 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 album. Eight dollars. five million records. Do the math. Between, I'm about to do it right now. Between eighty and uh eight dollars and fifty cent or eighty eight dollars off each drink. That's what that is. Right. So six hundred. Six hundred boys. So 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 it means he saw three hundred million. Oh yeah, no. He definitely seen three hundred million. That's what I'm saying. Hey, listen, that's what I'm saying is he saw three hundred million. Liquid. That's why in the videos he used to be so hyped. Cause he had another hundred on top of that that was worth four hundred, so the other yeah. hundred would had to be in assets. Yeah. Wait, yeah. you say he had another hundred? What? He was worth four hundred, according to the Forbes. Right. Oh, right. oh, of course. Yeah. And that's just music. That nigga made. They said he made like two hundred or or uh, I don't know, maybe twenty million off the first "Unbound It" movie. So yeah, which he sold out the trunk and had real crackheads in it. <laughs> right. Yes, sir. But look. Love that shit, man. On the positive note, man, AP, man, keep doing keep doing what you're doing, man. You know what I'm saying? You putting you changing the game. You got the rap snacks, you got the noodles, you know what I'm saying? You empowering these young dudes out here to get man, that. You hustle. got your family, P. Yeah. And your family, family on. Right. Yeah. Family. 
Yeah. Man, yeah. yeah and, and salute to like Romeo, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. These young kids don't don't come out right when they when they out there, but in that in right. that in that world. But Good. and I How think weird. his foundation, man, he to, did a great job. To see him doing business, like he I I, I heard him say, I gave my pops a couple million dollars to to fund this movie. It don't get no better than that. Those those yeah. is them goals, dog. Like, yeah. come on. I yeah. with my baby girl. She, she, hey, daddy, I'm about to give you a couple million. We about to go get on this. Go get this building. Ah, this, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> let's go, man. That's so, so on the positive note, man. Thanks for tuning in to the Ferrell's Club podcast. We are on all platforms: uh, YouTube, Breaker, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Please subscribe. Um, we are on Instagram also. Uh, I'd like to thank all six of my brothers for giving us this great input. I would, uh, I would employ that you stay safe, take care of your family, stay healthy, stay, stay sanitary, man. Uh, the brothers from the PCP, man, we love you. And uh, thanks for your support again. Until next time, holla at your boy. Oh, hashtag everybody lying. Hashtag <laughs> everybody lying. <laughs> Catch, <laughs> capture, lock up, Brianna Taylor's killers. Man. Facts. Big Word. facts. God Big bless. facts. Peace Those facts on the way. <laughs> yeah. On the way. But yeah, Hashtag. man, appreciate y'all uh, tuning in, man. Other than that, man, hey, back to Dame Dollar, though. <laughs> Bye, man. Uh, I'm going to bed. Bye.